Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome, it's following on and we're following on from today's first T20 game between India and the West Indies at Eden Gardens, Kolkata, India victorious by six wickets, they won the toss and put the West Indies into bat, they posted 157 for seven, India chasing that down with seven balls to spare, making 100 and 62 for four. Nicholas Puran, the top scorer for the West Indies, making 61 from 43 balls. Kyle Mayers, 31 from 24. Kyron Pollard, 24 not out at the end, was the only of the West Indian batsmen to get to 20. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar with a wicket, one for Deepak Chahal, two for Harshal Patel, one for Izgizvendra Chahal, and two for Ravi Bishnoi on his T20 debut, two for 17 from four. In reply, India 162 for four. Rohit Sharma made 40. Ishan Kishan 35. Virat Kohli 17. Rishabh Pant 8. They were the men to go. Surakumar Yadav 34 not out. Venkatesh Iyer 24 not out. And a win, as I say, for uh, Rohit Sharma's at side. Sheldon Cottrell with one of the wickets. Roston Chase with two. Fabian Allen with the other so uh, they take an early lead uh, let's set here from Surakumar Yadav who uh, was 34 not out at the end uh, with the with the dew coming in so anything outside off term or anything on the leg term I just tried to time it nicely and was just getting uh, uh, get got helped by the outfield here 34 of 18 balls for you. Well played. Well played today. It's becoming a habit. You like batting here at 5 and closing the innings? <laughs> I like batting anywhere. I mean, I'm flexible to bat at any position. But yeah, today it was something different and I badly wanted to finish the game and really happy to be on the winning side and staying not out. 
Yes, I, I think I know why you're saying that. Correct. <laughs> Tell us about Venkatesh Iyer because you did you have to guide him along at that stage uh, because he's he's fairly new to this uh, to this level of cricket. Obviously, it was very important for him uh, the, when when he came in. I think there was difference of uh, just eight eight runs, uh, and I told him there's no need of a fancy stroke out here. Just uh, use the use the wicket, use the pace of the outfield, play good shots, have good intent, and at the end. He batted really well. Very happy with that. It's interesting that in spite of the dew, uh, the, the spinners Akhil Hussain and uh, Rosson Chase was the ball dripping in spite of it being moist. What was that? Uh, I think uh, their spinners bowled uh, beautifully. Uh, there was no no turn 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 on the wicket, but uh, I feel the ball was stopping a bit, and there was a little bit of bounce. And later on, after 10-12 overs with heavy dew coming in, it was really difficult for them to uh, grip it. So so good advantage for us. And well played once again. Look forward to seeing lots more of you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Harsha Vogley asking the uh, questions of Surakumar Yadav. Uh, I'm not sure if he's therefore been given the uh, the player of the match. Would be uh, somewhat hard to ignore Ravi Bishnoi on debut with uh, two for 17 from four overs, although he, he did manage to uh, fluff his lines early on in the piece with a, a catch that he managed to hold, but he uh, stepped back onto the rope and therefore it was at six rather than out. Uh, Steve Harmison and Jade Dernbach are uh, with me for uh, following on after uh, that game today. Um, Harmi, let, let's start with, with your thoughts. Look, we know how good India are. They've now won seven of their last T20s uh, played six of them in a row at home uh, against the West Indies. Um, they are a very, very impressive unit. And when you consider the team changes that have been made in recent times, it, it, it's an obvious thing to say, but their depth is just uh, really, really frightening, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Maka. But I look at this game and I think, you know what? If I was Kieran Pollard, Phil Simmons, we were in this game. We were we were in this game with a chance. If I was a West Indian fan, I thought, you know what, the way at that at the end there, I think a fit Kieran Pollard might have bowled a couple of overs. It just seemed as though there were the Indian batsmen were were sort of cracking under the conditions a little bit. Um, and then I thought, you know, you look at this, the pace off the ball of um, Chase and Hussein. I thought the the West Indies had a, a little bit of a chance there, and you throw if Jason Holder's fit for the next game, Kieran Pollard's allowed uh, is able to bowl with a similar sort of surface, then the West Indies might have a little bit of a of a better chance, especially with Virat Kohli looking out of sorts and and Rishabh Pant not looking as though he's timing the ball as well. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom for the West Indies. Uh, but I thought they they put up a, a decent performance. Just again, that little, you know, four or five percent better, and and they've got a they've they haven't got a bad side. But I think, from a positive point of view, I think the the West Indies are getting better as a unit, and I think that will please Karen Pollard and and Phil Simmons. Jade Durback um, alongside. Um, would you echo uh, Harmy's thoughts there? Yeah, completely so. The West Indies dragged themselves back into that game beautifully after India got off to a blistering start with Rohit Sharma doing what Rohit Sharma does. So pleasing on the eye. But they got themselves back in the game and they kept taking wickets. Certainly in that middle period, it was a cluster of wickets they took. But sort of fundamental basics is what let them down. They took the wickets and then allowed some easy boundary options straight after the wickets were taken, which then just allowed the pressure to be released. The Indian batters then had a bit more time to get in. Surikama Yadav 
played beautifully in the end, but he was allowed to because he was given those freebies early on in his innings. So if they just tidy that up, they'd probably be there or thereabouts. And like we say, you know, India have made a few changes to their lineup, but it's a very good looking Indian side and, and to go toe to toe to the toe to toe with them, excuse me, for eighteen, ninety percent of their game, they'll be fairly pleased. I mean Harmi, looking at it, um the West Indies batting lineup still looks a batsman light to me at the moment in the fact that Rostin Chase is coming in at four, Rothman Powell at five. Now, of course, the problem with cricket is you're only allowed 11 players. If you give me 12, I, I can c- come up with a better balanced side, if you like. So if we're saying that Jason Holder comes back in, but he's probably not batting at four or five, how can they rejig this around and still have the amount of options and quality that they're looking for. I think that's the that's the key word there, the option of quality. I think when you look at the West Indian side, they have to play as a unit. All 11 players have to play and perform as a unit. Now, if, if, if Jason Holder's fit, he probably comes in for possibly an Odin Smith rather than a Roston Chase, because I think we've seen that Roston Chase's bowling has something to offer and he is a, a competent batsman. I just think when you look at this West, West Indian side and if you put them in the, the table and rank them in the table of the the top test player and the top international nations in the shortest format of cricket, you realise why they're languishing down at seventh and, you know, and, and below because England have got a, a wealth of top, top players. You, you go Jason Roy at the top, Joss Butler, Ben Stokes, the world-class performers. You look at India with the likes of Rohit Sharma, you know, Virat Kohli, Rishat Pant in the shortest format. New Zealand have got Williamson, Smith, Warner for Australia. I look at this West Indies side and Nicholas Poran is probably their best player and he's not quite there. He's not quite of that standard. So because of that, they're always going to be, for me, 10, 15 runs short. The, 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 the challenge of ours, Phil Simmons, was making sure that we don't, we, we don't just let the game meander. We don't get dot balls. You look at the boundary count, boundary count not too dissimilar on either side. And the West and, and India win with you know, with comfortably seven balls to spare. Rotation of strike and making sure that you're not standing still is what I think is the problem with this this top order of of West Indies. And that will give the chance of the likes of you know Alan, Smith, Shepherd, you know, Hossein, the big hitters at the bottom of the order, to then take the game away from the teams in the last three or four overs. And at this minute in time, I just think the top quality world class player is missing from this West Indian unit. Right, let's now talk about, if you like, um, the elephant in the room regarding this game, and that is due. Um, the game um, was underway at 1.30 UK time. With the five and a half hour time difference to India, um, they're expecting the due to start coming down at 8pm. Well, that's 2.30, so only an hour or so into the game. Um, Jade Dernbach, how much, therefore, are the bowlers suffering from pretty early on in this game to not actually be able to do what they want to do with the ball. And in a game like T20, which is everything in the batsman's favour, does it, does it make the bowler's job bordering on impossible? It certainly does at times, Maka. It's, it's, it's difficult with a game where we ask bowlers to constantly change up their pace, bowl slower deliveries, wider the off stump, 
Yorkers straight. We want to see all these deliveries bold. Unfortunately, when you're gripping a bar of soap, it makes that very, very, very hard. And we saw this evening, Jew was certainly a factor. Both captains were looking to get the ball changed at times. Just because that very fact, you know, that that seam gets very wet. We saw even the spinners struggling to grip it. So you're asking a, a guy to run in the best part of 30 yards, come in and bowl a 90 mile per hour delivery with something you can't hold on to. It's going to bear relevance when it comes to the end of the game. So I think it, it is a factor. They did move the game half an hour earlier, but unfortunately, when you take over two hours to bowl the first 20 overs of a fixture, moving in half an hour makes no difference whatsoever. The juice still becomes a factor. And just to clarify, that would be the same for both spinners and seamers. So it's not a case that if you know the juice coming down, you say stack your, your bowling attack with spinners because it, it'll affect them less. The grip is the grip. Is the grip. It, it will affect whoever's trying to send it down. Exactly, exactly that point. You've still got to grip onto it. That's, that's your point of holding the ball. It's how you get the overspins, how you get the underspin. It's how you get everything, really. So it, it kind of takes all of, all of that out of play. And, it, and it's disappointing when that becomes the factor and the thing that people want to talk about within the outcome of games. You know, these, these, are, these are big opportunities, big games for people. We're talking about World Cup coming up later on in the year. You know, when it's such a big factor, is there a case that these games should be played during the day, you know, to really nullify that issue and to make all things equal? I think, oh. Maka, on that, sorry, just to quickly jump in, you, this is where the ICC and the umpires have got to be so strong because that due gets worse and worse. And two hours for the first half is just not, not acceptable. Not acceptable at any level of cricket, whether it's India bowling first or batting first. I'll tell you what would have happened. There'll be absolute uproar. You know, Virat Kohli, Robert Sharma and and the like if India were on the back, back end of a, of a close defeat and India had lost the toss and then had to field second and it took the West Indies two hours. I know for a fact the uproar, what would have happened from the Indian camp. So the umpires, the ICC, you've got to look at this. If you are going to allow... India to bowl the, their first 20 overs in two hours, then you have to hit them hard with either penalty runs or men brought into the circle from outside. Well, just just on that, um, and you, you've touched on it, it did take India two hours to bowl 20 overs in the first innings of this. Now, the big screen kept flashing up that India were actually ahead of the run rate. Now, I've been looking at the regulations, and apparently that information is passed on by the third umpire, who is effectively the timekeeper. So we were saying at the time, surely that has to be erroneous, that can't be. Uh, well, if, if the protocols have been followed, then they were there. Now, you get a bit of time back for injuries, you get a bit of time back for, for DRS, but we certainly did not get enough time for it to be two hours, and I'll repeat again, two hours, which means... 10 overs an hour bowl. You're supposed to bowl, according to the ICC, at 14.1 overs an hour, not 10. Harmy, is there any defence for players in that situation? No, but the umpires are the ones that are controlling the game. They're the ones that are controlling the game and they've got to be strong enough. ICC, third um, the third umpire, it's like you get you get the Sunday morning shout towards the linesman and the linesman when he gets a decision wrong and they'll shout at the linesman and say oh, you're just doing the line because you're not good enough to be in the middle this is a third umpire who whether he's whether he's incompetent whether he's you know, not strong enough 
because he's he's not in the middle. Then, then you're, you're going to have two hours for that for that first half. But for me, it's just not acceptable. 35 minutes over the top is ridiculous. Let's hear from Kyron Pollard speaking with Murray Carter. I think you know between overs six to 15, um, we only scored like 46 runs in nine overs. So I think if we can you know look at it, we go up a notch in a couple of runs in those overs. We get 18, 20 runs. We'd have been competitive, you know, on this on this scrum. At the halfway stage, were you happy with 157 on board? No, obviously not. You know, we know 15, 20 runs, you know, sort of short. But, you know, if we got early wickets, we could have put them under pressure. But again, you know, they got off to a good start. You know, Rohit, you know, taking the initiative and going after the bowlers. So, you know, after six overs, they were, you know, obviously in front of us. But I thought the way that the bowlers bowled and the way that we fielded, I think, was, was very good, you know, on our part. You've got huge power hitters, still number 10. So somewhere down the line, there's always this talk of West Indies and the dot ball percentage. What do you think can be done? Because, look, as a bowler, you're thinking two hitters in the end at both sides. What do you do? What, what do you think? Uh, is there an area which can be improved upon? Yeah, of course, there's an area we can, we can improve. But, you know, you look at it as twofold. You know, we said we have a lot of hitters. We come out and we try to hit runs or we try to go after the bowling and we get bowled out for 90. I guess the conversation is going to be different. So, you know, different times call for different things. You know, they have quality bowlers, you know, on their, on their side as well. So I think we have to play it, you know, as we see it. Um, it's continuous work in progress. And, you know, the guys are working assiduously, you know, in order to, to, to get it right. So I said, you know, if you look at it, nine overs of 46, if we had another 15, 20 within that block there, I thought we finished off well. We got like 60-odd in the last four overs. That's, that's 15 runs and over. So, again, it's just a matter of setting it up properly. And, you know, we continue to work on that. We can dissect from now till that kingdom come, but we never get the right answers. It's just a matter of we have to come and get it done. What about you? You were quite animated out there. I think it was all about trying to change the ball. Did it play a part? What can be done? I'm obviously sweat. Um, you know, I want my bowlers to have a fair share, you know, be able to, to execute. Um, you know, if the ball is wet and they bowl high full tosses, again, we go behind the eight ball further. So, again, you know, for us, it's just trying to have that level sort of playing field. And, you know, hopefully, you know, come next game, you know, that, that, that can happen. But, you know, having said that, I thought, you know, it was a very, very good game of cricket. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate the chat. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. 
To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Thank you. Kyron Pollard speaking with uh, Murali Kartik there. Interestingly, he felt that 10 or 15 more runs would have them competitive. Jay Durbank, worth reminding people that the average score uh, batting first on uh, Eden Gardens is indeed 158. So there are only one run light of the uh, average on the ground. So uh, while you might get used to seeing, you know, 210, 220s, not necessarily the case, even on a ground that is, is quite good for hitting sixes. Yeah, certainly. There's 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 many ways to conduct an innings and to get to a score which is competitive. They certainly did that. Uh, Pollard's alluded to it there. You know, they got 60 in the final four overs, so the hitting came to fruition in the end. Some poor bowling a little bit at the end with with India, but it's that middle period we've spoken about again. You know, that's a lack of runs in that in that middle period, and it's not through necessarily lack of ability. I think it's just through some game smarts and some nows and being able to hit the boundary and then get off strike. If they want to watch anybody do it, they should watch Rohit Sharma at the top of the innings for the Indians. He goes in there, he plays some wonderful cricket shots, but always finds a way to get himself off strike, to relieve that pressure. And that's something the West Indian players can learn from. It's a, it's a case of finding those boundaries, yes, because T20 is about that, but just have a few more smarts, certainly on the ground where a pass score is only 160. It says to you, you're going to have to work hard. Uh, Harmi, just to, uh, to go back to what um, Murali Kartik was asking Karen Pollard about the dew there. I know we've already touched on it, but as a bowling slash fielding side, is there anything that can be done? I mean, look, you're one of the, the great lateral thinkers of the game who, who can come up with something that maybe people don't think about. Is there anything that can be done? I mean, obviously, one day internationals, we've gone to two, two white balls, one at either end. In a country where you have very heavy dew problems... Could maybe that be a case that actually you have a white ball either end, so one of the balls is sitting in an umpire's pocket for six balls and maybe staying that little bit drier? Could, could, could something like that? Or have you got a better idea of how we get around it? <laughs> no, the only thing I can think of is you, you start sharper. You start that little bit earlier to make sure that there's it's not... What we want is fairness for both sides. We want an even contest between bat and ball for 20 overs per side. And if... If one team is is purely bowling first because he doesn't want to feel with a with a, a wet ball, then then I, I'm not sure that is going to be that is a fair contest. So that should come into the equation when you're planning these things. Um, do you want to play with two brand new balls in 2020 cricket? No, I don't, because the, we we like the fact that it is the power player first six overs with a ball that offers a little bit. With uh, you know, with a little bit of swing or a little bit of C movement, and then it gets softer as it goes on, and players develop. All of a sudden, if you've got a hard ball throughout the hole, it could go one of two ways. It you literally could get jagging round everywhere, or you know, the the ball batsmen do like that hard ball. So that was the only thing at the end there, when they're trying to change the ball. I'm not sure you want to be changing the ball. There's, there's a, as a a difficult way to 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 describe it. Do you want to change the ball? 
because it's wet, but it's soft. If you've got a soft ball, the likelihood of it being, it has to be really timed properly for it to go out the ground. So I just think the best way to, to do it is to make sure that you play it at a time where it's fair, fit and fair for both sides. And history will tell you, you know, that when it gets beyond seven o'clock in Eden Gardens, that part of the world, you bring the due factor comes in at that time of the year. And it's, it's not rocket science. It should just be played during the day. So, first game of a three-match series. India have won it. West Indies, therefore, have to win the next two if they are going to be successful uh, in this series. And by the way, the West Indies have won only one of their last 12 T20 matches outside of the Caribbean. So, um, those are numbers not greatly in their favour. Jade Dernbach, how do they go about it then? First of all, they've only got two days before the next game, so they've got one day. They might not even practice tomorrow, depending on how they feel. How are they going to go about it? How do they become more competitive in 48 hours? I think you hope Jason Holder has a miraculous recovery and he gets himself back into that starting 11. That'd certainly be an added bonus for them. His experience, his runs, his wickets, his leadership probably. So they'll be hoping to get him back. But essentially, it, it kind of reverts back to the point we spoke about earlier. It's Can somebody else accumulate some runs through that middle overs for them. They know what the conditions are going to be like. It's going to be fairly similar. They just need somebody to rotate the strike in the middle overs, have the likes of Puran hitting hitting and playing as Puran does, but he needs somebody at the other end who can feed him the strike in doing that. I would also say, is there an option to bring Kyron Pollard up the order? Can he face more deliveries? We saw today he came in and started very slowly, but then was able to catch up. If he has an extra 15, 20 balls, what can he make of it? You know, we're asking other young guys to come in and do that job. Karen Pollard is a very experienced T20 cricketer. Applies his trade in India a lot in the IPL. So he's pretty familiar with these conditions. So is there a case to chuck him up the order and say, give yourself a few more deliveries, spend some more time at the crease, and then we have the option for you to explode come later on? Harmy, is the fact, though, that whatever the West Indies do, India are just too good for them. They're outmatched. Yeah, they're a fine side. Don't you know? You can't take anything away from India. They're a, they're a fine side, well led. Um, two of their best players aren't really performing as well as they would like at the minute in Pant and, and Virat. But I, I think from a West Indies, like Kieran Pollard said, they're, they're a work in progress. They're going to get better. I agree 100% with with Jed. I think Pollard should have come in should come in where Powell comes in because of his experience of playing in them conditions and just just moving Powell down that little bit, that that one more one more in the in the batting order. Would it make a difference? Well, time will tell. But at the end of the day, I think the West Indies aren't that far away from competing and it wouldn't surprise me if they win one of the last two games. Harmi, thank you very much. Jade, thank you very much. We'll do it all again on Friday in the second T20 International. Coming next, another chance to listen to uh, Mark Nicholas in conversation with the great man, and I don't use that lightly, Sir Vivian Richards. So uh, that's coming your way next. But India have taken a 1-0 lead in the series in the T20 matches thanks to a six-wicket win at Eden Gardens. Fifth ball of the first over here on TalkSport 2, and uh, that's out. King is uh, forward, but not with any real positive intent. Surikumi Yadav will not get an easier catch in T20 cricket. As uh, Puran does connect, this goes uh, high into the sky, 
and into the stands at mid-wicket. He's gone cross-batted into the leg side and he's connected beautifully. Poran. Bit of air on that one. Poran's yeah. climbed into it. Now that's gone very, very high, but it's not gone very, very long. Oh no! It was caught, but the fielder stood on the advertising rope. And it's going to be six and not out. On debut as well, the young lad taking a great catch. Would have been a massive wicket first up. Oh, poor Ant waited for that. Got underneath it. Swung it over the leg side for six. Well, there's a little bit of flight. This looks good. And I think this will be the first wicket in his international career for uh, Bishnoi. Shorter from Shahar. On the hook is Hussain. Hasn't got hold of it. And it's been caught by the bowler himself. Oh, and that's a fabulous shot by Poran. He's cut it between third man and backward point, threaded the gap, and it goes away for four. Poran has 53 to his name. Marshall Patel around the wicket to finish the over. Poran has got hold of this one, but straight down the throat of Virat Kohli at long off. And Poran will go for 61 from 44 deliveries. Here we go, then. final ball. Odeon Smith has hit this one down towards long off, but it won't get to long off. In fact, it will be caught by Rohit Sharma on the edge of the 30-metre circle at mid-off with one of the most nonchalant catches ever. So the West Indies have posted 1-5-7 for 7 from their 20 overs. Well, it's a lovely pick-up from Rohit Sharma on the pads, full and that has been clipped up and over. Dig square leg for a six. It comes in, no, this is uh, darted in really, and uh, clipped away. Four more runs, and uh, India go past 50. 52 without loss, down on one knee, and hauled away this time by Rohit Sharma. Targeting uh, leg stump, but he's got it uh, too far down the leg side, and all Rohit has to do it's get up and underneath it, help it on its way. Rohit takes up the next ball from Roston Chase towards the mid-wicket boundary. It's gone high, catch taken on the boundary. Even when Rohit gets out, he does it stylishly. He's a fraction away from another maximum. Rohit, for all his timing and his touch that's been so far in this beautiful innings, didn't quite get the timing right. Final ball of Chase is over, and Keyshawn rocks back and picks out the fielder. Yeah! Picks out the fielder at uh, mid-wicket. A smart uh, catch to his left, as this is tossed up by Fabian Allen. And Vera Kohli has hauled out. He held the pose, and he's uh, hauled out. Is Kyra Pollard has taken the catch at long off. As, uh, and the body of uh, Pant, and he's caught. Got themselves in a predicament when they didn't really need to. Lost a cluster of wickets. Sheldon Cottrell goes in, blows a slower ball bouncer. And Surakumar turns round, he's facing fine leg and larrups it over the fence for six. 139 for four, 19 now needed from 18. Venkateshire then, 18 not out, faces Fabian Allen, launches it into the uh, leg side and that will be that. It clears the boundary, clears the fielder, they finish in the grand manner. India win the first T20 by six wickets. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. 
Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.